Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, Unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, Canopy is dermatologist-recommended. This unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free, installation's a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement. Go to canopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, Gore listeners can use our code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I, I saw that in um, Three Body Problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums, as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. Uh, it's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums, and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven-day oh. program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact... Mm. They have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back. No questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber Skincare. It's the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. This, this is, is the game, game of roses. Welcome to the game, game of roses. roses. A package that I was not expecting arrived today from Game of Roses. Now, if you're a fan of the sport and the sport being The Bachelor, you know there are some major hubs that house some of the most elite and memorable players. Now, I will put a poll here because I would like to know which uh, team you are rooting for, would be part of, would love to join. I, of course, am part of the San Diego Crew, which if we saw Charity's list of the men, San Diego is just growing. 
San Diego is growing, uh, our team is growing, our power is growing, and I'm just so excited to be part of this San Diego gang. Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case. I am. What? <laughs> thought I just. <laughs> I thought I'd just throw that accent in there to encourage everyone to tune into Grafting with Grace Ann yeah. Parks. Her recaps of Love oh. Island UK. Hello, Governor. This is Bachelor Clues. <laughs> That's more of an Australian. I can't really do a British on. one unless I do like a aristocrat. You know. Hello, this is Bachelor Clues. Please watch Grafting with Grayson. I don't know. Oh, are you a king? Yeah. That sounded posh. King Clues. Not um, like a tradie. A what? They call people who are like in construction or like plumbing, they call uh, them tradies on oh, the island I see. UK. Like they work a trade. Got it. Interesting. Um, yeah. Well... All of those episodes are coming out. We got Grace Ann covering Love Island UK right now in our feed. If you're a Love Island UK watcher, check out her episode. She breaks down all the gains, all the best plays, airs, exactly what we do for uh, Bachelor. She does it for Love Island UK. And even if you're not a watcher of Love Island UK, give it a shot. I've, I've started watching it now because of this, and I'm like, fuck, it's a, it's a good show. Mm-hmm. It's a good fucking show. Oh, it's amazing. It's, a fucking good it's show. every problem that you have with Bachelor in Paradise, they fix, basically. Yeah. Like you don't have to just couple up. You can't just couple up and coast on yeah. like Bachelor in Paradise. Yes. It it seems far less scripted than all of the Bachelor shows. That said, we do have a twibbon for you today. We have all of those luscious tids. We have all of those screams. We have all of those parasocial plays. And we have a state of the game. Uh, that's going to be very interesting, but we have a little bit of business up top. We do need to mention we have our parasocial team merch now available. You can get a t-shirt of your favorite team. If your favorite team happens to be one of the five of the overall league, we don't have them all yet. Others are mm-hmm. coming. Ella Tolkien is furiously yeah. working on our <laughs> yeah. other icons. as yeah. we record. She's literally <laughs> making logos for an entire league, which is a, a tall order, but the first ones that she has done are fantastic. We have them for the LA icons, the New York City influence. We have them for the Chicago clout. We have them for the San Diego crew, and we have them for the Nashville sliders. More to come. We got the Las Vegas scene coming. We got the Denver high coming. We got the Canada North coming. And of course, we got that Dallas source coming. So keep on the lookout for those. You can get shirts. You can get hats right now at gameofroses.co just in time for the new season starting up. By the way, Katie Thurston, the 17th Bachelorette, just showed her San Diego crew t-shirt on her Instagram stories and asked who everyone was uh, what team everyone was rooting for this season. Absolutely incredible. It just came out. Breaking news. I don't have it in parasocial plays, but it should be. Yeah, <laughs> it will be. It will be next week. Uh, next week. Speaking of next week, of course, we know Charity Lawson season 20 of The Bachelorette is going to start airing on Monday. It is going to start airing an hour later than it normally does or than, than Bachelorette or Bachelor normally does. So... Our live shows that we do half an hour before the game every Monday also going to get moved back an hour. So if you're on our Patreon and you have access to our live shows, it's going to be at 5.30 PST instead of 4.30. Again, we're moving that to Mm -hmm. 5.30. And of course, 
Those are up on our Patreon in perpetuity. You don't have to tune in live. You can watch them whenever you want. But we're, we're going to do them live at 5.30. And our last piece of business is Pace Case Business. HBO Lax, my other podcast, is now coming out with its new season of free episodes. We are doing The Bear Season 2, which is on Hulu. Our recap episodes will come out on Fridays. And we are still doing Severance Season 1 on our Patreon, patreon.com slash HBO Lax. Those episodes come out on Tuesdays. Yes, chef. What? That's the uh, <laughs> that's the big line in the the bear. Oh, <laughs> I see. Yes, chef. I'm like I am kind of a chef now. I do make a couple of things here and there. You're like I am a chef. Uh, <laughs> Wait, you're a chef of gruel. What are you a chef of? I can make gruel content. That's it. I make gruel and I make content. Those are the only two things I need to survive. And Diablo Five, chef. Not yet. Diablo Four. Five will probably be out four. in like twenty years. But uh, that's it. That's all of our business. Now let's get into this, Pace Case. Are you ready? Yes, chef. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) This is Game of Roses. State of the Game. We find ourselves once again at the very end of a brutal off-season all anxious, all anticipating, all um, excitedly awaiting Monday's premiere of a brand new season of Bachelorette. This is season 20. This is Charity Lawson as our Bachelorette. We've seen the promos of her in a weird two walls of roses collapsing like in on Alice her. Alice in Wonderland yeah. type queen scenario. We've seen the billboards. Yeah. We've seen some of the teasers, one of which is going to be in Bachelor Nation news today. But we want to take a moment Ooh. to just address where are we right now the, in the state of the game? What is the state of the game? I don't know exactly. If we're coming off of the past seasons, we had a Bachelorette 19, I hope you'll remember, was a double Bachelorette season. <laughs> Tried to block it out. <laughs> I think many people have. It was Gabby, Wendy, and Rachel Recchia, the two survivors from the Rose Ceremony from Hell. That was Clayton Eckerd season 26, <laughs> giant disaster. They became co-bachelorettes, and the the show was promoted as these two friends helping each other look for love, but of course, we all knew that was a a false promotion, that it was going to be a head-to-head competition, and indeed, that's what it was. They were compared against one another continually. The most players of all time, so they must find love this season. Yes, and uh, we got to know virtually none of those players as a result. Uh, We had a blackface scandal ending that, that the show chose to sweep under the rug. They never even addressed it. I'm talking about Eric Schwer. It was Gabby Wendy's ring winner, had a picture in his high school yearbook uh, in blackface, and they they literally did not mention it in any of the tell-alls after the final rose, none of it. And that season ended with Gabby Wendy then being given the opportunity to go on Dancing with the Stars where she accrued 1 million Instagram followers. Meanwhile, Rekia doesn't get that opportunity. She accrues only 532K. One to two ratio. That is tough. Yeah, it, it really is. It's it's very difficult because the mind always wonders what would have happened if Rekia would have had her own season. Why didn't they just mm-hmm. give her the next season? I don't know. But that was the last season of Bachelorette. In between that, we had the most recent season of Paradise which was a fucking disaster that ended in Rodney Matthews leaving the beach and uh, everybody just fucking breaking down into a a giant group nervous breakdown, essentially. 
It was just tears and misery the whole time. Nothing was fun about it. Split week was an unmitigated disaster. (laughs) Split week, Jesus Christ. The remaining, (laughs) the left behind players, if they were women, were allowed to stay. But if they were men, they weren't. There was just, it was chaotic. The two Australian players that they put in there and gave no screen time to. It was just not Mm -hmm. well done. And that brings us to Bachelor Season 27, which was the most recent Bachelor official product that we all have been able to get our hands on. And that, I I mean, say what you will about it. I, I think... In history, we will look back on it and and think that was an interesting season. They took some, I won't say chances, but they made some decisions to make changes, starting with the fucking logo of the show. It used to be the the kind of white serif font with the gold ring in it. They changed it to this big, chunky, like impact kind of font. They, they made some kind of stylistic change in it. It at least was an acknowledgement, we're trying to do better, but then they went back to the past. They tried to remake Bachelor Season 17 with Sean Lowe, a.k.a. Goldini. They even had him all over the season giving advice, potentially floating the idea Mm -hmm. to have no sex in the fantasy suites. But even that proved uh, to be a a disaster. A disaster. It it couldn't be adhered to. When Shackle Cross consummated after promising not to consummate. Exactly. He is still with his ring winner. So maybe there could be be a, a glimmer of hope coming out of that season. Potentially, yeah. I mean, maybe they will stand the test of time, remain together, have kids, get married, all that. Who knows? But the season, I feel, left me, at least, with no idea about who any of these people were, Shawcross included. And I think that is kind of the the new model for how they construct these seasons. They edit out anything that gives you an idea about who these people are that isn't exactly what is in the script. So if you're if the producers want you to be a villain or a fool, we're going to get that footage. If the producers want you to be 4TRR, we're going to get that footage. And that's basically going to be it. Yeah, it was the first season where we know that a player was caught reading How to Win the Bachelor, Gabby L. Nikki, and they removed any evidence of that from the show. And I think this is my own opinion, but I believe they told all the players who were present to witness that to never speak of it again mm-hmm. under threat of lawsuit. That said... We now come to Charity Lawson season. This is the first season that will air post the Mike Fleiss removal. Now, I don't know exactly if that will have a huge impact on the way Charity season is constructed because it was still that season was like in motion while Fleiss was still there. He he did have some hand in selecting who the bachelorette was. He did not want Charity Lawson. He wanted somebody else entirely. So he lost that fight. And I think uh, him losing that fight was a part of the network and Warner Brothers essentially saying, we're taking this thing from you. You're no longer a part of it. You have no creative say here. But that said, again, the whole producer tier that made Charity Lawson season. Again, due to a racism scandal. Big theme, you know, (laughs) beloved franchise. Racism and... Uh, sexual harassment in the workplace, misogyny. There, it wasn't oh, yes. just racism with him. He had a bunch. He had the whole thing. He was the whole package. Of course, he was a jack of all trades. <laughs> that's right. Um, but the the season that's coming out, this Charity Lawson season, as we prepare and we think about what does it mean historically for the state of the game, of course, we, we hope that it's going to be a fantastic season. I actually am very enthusiastic about Charity as a bachelorette. I think she's going to be a fantastic mm-hmm. bachelorette. We broke down uh, all these 
incoming rookies' Instagrams. A lot of interesting shit in their Instagrams. A lot of dead animals, <laughs> a lot of camouflage, a lot of machine guns, a lot of American flags. Americana. Could be one of those kinds of seasons. A lot of Florida. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of Florida. <laughs> a lot of states. <laughs> Enemies of shirts. Yes. Bros. We're going to see some Tons. growing out. Yeah. I, and you know what? Like, I got to say, I like it. I want that. I want the bronus in the guys. Because I do think we've had a couple of seasons without that. And I don't know if it's through the edit or whatever. But like season 19, for example, just the most recent season, there wasn't a lot of broing going on in that. Mm-mm. And I think also because it was they split the guys in two camps. So you didn't have the yeah. opportunity for like some friendships that could have formed on that season. Never had the fucking shot to do it. Because they were literally sequestered in different sequestered. fucking... Uh, rooms, you know, or different like areas of the yacht, and they were cr- they were even more sequestered when there was the COVID scandal that took out yeah. one of the players. What oh, God? What a mess! But I am so excited about Charity being the Bachelorette. I Same. am also excited about the bro players we are about to see. It's certainly there will be drama, which I feel like they tried to shy away from the past the past yeah. season completely. I think it will be impossible to shy away from it in this. This also, it's worth mentioning, is the first season of Bachelorette that is full power. There's no kind of COVID-ish restrictions. They're not on a cruise ship. This is going to be full power Bachelorette. You're going to get the international travel. You're going to get the helicopter dates, the waterfall dates, the hot air balloons, the forced violence, the forced nudity. It's all there. And we'll see what the producers can do with it this year. It's also, we're going to see a bunch of these players on sand. So if you're thinking about yeah. skipping out on the season and waiting for BIP, don't. Watch Charity Season. Follow her on Instagram. She's only in the 100K club at this point. Good Lord. Is she even going to reach Rekia's number? I think it. W- I think she will. I, For what it's worth, I have some confidence she's going to hit a million. It's also worth noting that this season we're about to watch, of course, is completely wrapped. The whole season is already shot, except for the mental all and the after the final rows. Many of these men you will be watching are currently right now in Mexico shooting the final week of Paradise. Paradise wraps in about a week, week and a half. So uh, that is also worth noting, worth keeping in your mind because Paradise, I believe the schedule will be Paradise is going to start airing potentially simultaneously with the end of the season. But if not, it will be like the very next week. We're going to get all these guys in Paradise. In addition to that, we're also potentially going to get The Golden Bachelor airing roughly at the same time. In addition to that, we're going to get Love is Blind Season 5 airing at roughly the same time as Paradise. So this, what is happening on Monday is essentially a snowball is being kicked down a fucking mountain full of snow and it is going to turn into a giant fucking meteor-sized snowball. This is a bad analogy, but you get what I'm saying. You get what I'm saying. You understand it. Yes, it's going to become an avalanche. There's going to be so much media uh, around September, end of August, early September in the dating game genre that I am, I'm, I just feel the excitement. Clues this twi- is where it starts. You have no idea. I've been fucking twitching for the last week thinking about this season. I, I <laughs> cannot wait for it. Um, I just think it's going to be very interesting. Again, historically, I I don't know that Fleiss's absence is going to have that much of an impact, but this is where we're going to start to see it. Even if it's small, mm-hmm. you're going to see little changes in this. He won't be behind the edit. 
Exactly. Well, not only not behind the edit, but not behind the selection. Uh, his his main creative input at this point in the show was choosing who the leads are. Charity is the first lead in a long time, maybe ever, that he had zero say in. In fact, mm-hmm. he was defied. He wanted someone right. else. They chose Charity and said, fuck you, you're out. So if that holds, if that attitude of fuck Fleiss holds, who knows what else could be changed in this season for the better? From, I mean, we'll get to it in some of the promo that they're doing, but the promo and the live events that Charity is going to, like she just had a live event where they had a whole menu that was like Southern themed. The attention to detail on that, it just, it gives me hope. I feel like I they agree. are trying to shed all the fliciness, all of the bad vibes that we've gotten from some of the most recent seasons. And I am optimistic. Halfway through Opto 2023, it's the perfect time for a beautiful season to emerge. I agree with you. I totally agree. There is there's something about this season that really is like, I don't know. I, I'm just excited for it in a way I haven't been in a while. I don't have that like that thing that's like, God, what are they going to fucking do to her? How are they going to destroy yeah. her? I feel like they are going to put her on a pedestal. And that is something we just haven't seen in a while. Really since yeah. what? You want to say Hannah Brown? But even Hannah Brown, they did dirty a couple of times when they brought back fucking Luke Parker <laughs> with the goddamn ring at the roast. She has a ring in his mouth. Yeah, yeah. She kicked him <laughs> off the fucking show. She said, dude, take a... And, and not in a way that was like, well, I, I kind of like you, but this is a hard choice. It was like, fuck you, dude. Get out of here. I hate you. They bring him back and give him a fucking wedding ring. So I would say, arguably, they did not put her on a pedestal in that season. Uh... You know, you you continue to go back in time. Maybe you get Kufrin was probably on that pedestal. They didn't fuck her over too much, but they did fuck her over as a player. If you'll remember, they flew in her fucking ex-boyfriend the day after her fantasy suite with Ari She showed up in her fucking hotel the next morning. <laughs> oh, hi, Becca. Remember me? What the fuck? Anyway, I, I am very enthusiastic about this season i think we are going to see a return to that that feeling of the bachelorette is special they've already kind of presented her as a queen on a golden throne in a lot of these promos and i'm very hopeful that they keep that going this season i think they're going to do you think tm dpe is gonna cover it what TMDP. The most dramatic podcast ever. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck. Hell no. You kidding me? Hell no. Maybe he will, actually. Maybe he'll talk about it. I just feel like if there's like news that comes out from the season, he might touch on it. And I feel like he's getting a little looser with the podcast. I know. We've been getting some great clips of it for our Digging Deepers this week. Oh, my God. Courtney Robertson turning the tables and interviewing him. Loved that. If you haven't checked out our most recent Digging Deeper, um, there are some clips from, what is it? TMPDE. Um, that <laughs> they T-M-P-D-E. are, Chris Harrison is skating on very thin ice. He is now mm-hmm. revealing so much tea about the seasons he was on. The, and these are clear contract violations. Forget whatever settlement mm-hmm. he signed to get the $9 million. Just whatever his NDAs and contracts were for when he was on the show, 
He's violating those clearly. 100%. As well as painting a beautiful metaphor in which he believes that he is Rory McIlroy. Jesus. <laughs> versus the powers that be. Yeah. I mean, he, he he doesn't miss an opportunity to to victimize himself. But I I mean, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to cover it or not. But we're in a, a weird territory right now in in what the franchise is becoming. And I last year I wrote a piece that was up on our website, which I believe maybe still is, called The State of Bachelor Nation. And it came out like a week or two before Zach Shellcross's season aired. And it was basically like, where are we as a fandom of this show? Where is the show? How did it get here? It was very in-depth. I think I'm going to do one of those every year, a few weeks before The Bachelor comes out. And so even as we're talking about the state of Bachelor Nation or the state of the game now as this next Bachelorette is coming out... It's important to remember these these fundamental things that have happened this year to lead to this moment and then also try to project where will this moment take us? What will this produce in the next paradise? Who will be the next bachelor that's very likely going to come off of this season? Keep an eye out for that. And what will that story be? Will it end the Bob? Will it be Warwick? Maybe. I don't know. There are certainly some candidates. It's it's totally possible. We shall see what they do now that Fleiss is gone. Maybe that is a, a door that can finally be opened. I'm hopeful that it is. Mm-hmm. How about them baseball cards? Oh, my God. How about them baseball cards? If you don't know what that means, you also have to listen to Digging Deeper. Uh, it's explained in Digging Deeper. But uh, let's move on now. That's where we are. Coming into the last week here before Charity Lawson's Bachelorette Season 20 airs Monday night. And now let's move on to we have no gains this week. Because there are no gains to speak of, so we're going to move straight into all those luscious tids. This is... Bachelor Nation News. Up first in Bachelor Nation News... A new sneak peek has been released on the official Bachelorette Instagram of Charity Lawson's Night One, set to air next Monday, that reveals what might possibly already be the error of the game. Maybe the error of the season, honestly. In the clip, rookie San Diego crew player Braden Bowers looks to start off with a power play by securing the first kiss of the night, but then follows it up by bragging to the second audience about it. Braden, you should have DM'd me before the season. We could have run simulations that cover this exact <laughs> scenario, and you would have known not to ruin an outstanding play with a terrible error. The real error is not sliding into clues as DMs before you go on. At this point, that's every player's error who doesn't do it. We don't know if there are even bigger errors to be made on night one, but so far, this teaser has us almost certain that Brayden is going to get a villain edit on night one and perhaps even be relegated to the role of a night one guy. We're also hoping that Brayden's bungle isn't the biggest thing that happens on night one, because if it is, the marketing team has spoiled the entire episode. Time will tell. You know what I'm saying? Like, why are they showing us this shit? Of course I know what you're saying. I'm trying to guess which of them will be villains, and I'm like, oh, I guess he's one. But even that, like, if that becomes the biggest drama of night one... And they just put they cut it down until like a little oh, undercover brother has to be. Well, he was not in the the clip that I saw that they posted anyway. So yeah, undercover brother is going to have to come out. But if this winds up being the biggest drama of night one, they put it in a the whole thing is spoiled. 
So we're now just waiting for that to happen. We know he's going to get yeah. the first kiss and we know all the other guys are going to get pissed at him for it. We already know that now. I, you know how I feel about spoilers. Yes, I feel the same fucking way. I don't like them. And the marketing team is doing it. Wouldn't be the first time. If indeed the sneak peek is a bad at job moment, the marketing team is showing signs of good at job in a multi-slide collab with the popular astrology app Sanctuary. The 10-slide post features illustrations detailing the good and bad qualities of each zodiac sign represented by the players of the upcoming season, as well as categorizations for all of the rookies. The most well-represented sign is Taurus. Let's go! With six players, while Aries, Gemini, and Leo are all tied for the least represented with two each. Notably, not all of the Zodiac signs are represented this season. Missing from the player pool are Cancers, Scorpios, and Aquarians. And the only Capricorn on the season is Lawson herself. The post has received some very good engagement with 9.9K likes and 66 comments. Now, I haven't done the research. I don't know what is standard for most seasons, but do you think it's standard that three of the Zodiac signs are just not even in the pool? That seems weird I, to me. I have no idea. I would... There's 12? Yeah. So there's... And there's 30 players? Seems unlikely, but they do tend to cluster, and I would assume that some Zodiac signs are better represented in reality TV stars in general. What sign are you? Gemini. Hmm. When I was a kid, my dad was very obsessed with the idea of me becoming a professional baseball player. And uh, in service of that, he would seek out all this esoteric information about whatever, all kinds of shit. One of the things that he found was that most professional baseball players, something to the tune of like 70% of them, are born in summer months. Isn't that insane? That's probably for the age thing. They're bigger than the people their age or something. For their sport bracket. That's huh. why I justified to myself that I was worse because I was like May, like a young birthday. Oh, so I was right. smaller. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. This is good. This is good audience targeting, though. I mean, this is getting oh, totally. Gen Z, isn't Gen Z. Their religion is astrology. So bring them in. I think anything like this you can do. Certainly, astrology is, is big in the Bachelor audience. They got to do something with Taylor Swift now, I feel like. That's the next mm-hmm. one. That's big Definitely. with the Bachelor audience. They got to do something with Love is Blind. They should start casting Love is Blind players in The Bachelor. <laughs> Love is Blind is big with The Bachelor audience. Uh, <laughs> speaking of Love is Blind, in Love is Blind news, season one veteran player Jessica Botton welcomed her first child with civilian husband Benjamin McGrath. McGrath slid into Botton's DMs back in 2020, and the couple got engaged in September of 2021, which culminated in a wedding last August. Botton was already a stepmom to McGrath's two children, and this marks their first child together, but they are planning to have more. Botton's rookie season on Love is Blind aired in February of 2020 and culminated with her walking away from Mark Cuevas at the altar. Congrats to Botton and her growing family. Good to hear. I remember that season. You remember yeah. that season? Of course. Good Even season. and it also shows like there's there can be a fourth yard reason for going on because this man wouldn't have slid into the DMs if she wasn't on television. Exactly. I actually feel like you still find your husband that way. A lot of people who come out of these games start dating in that manner. They get DMs from people Ferguson who saw twins. him on the show. 
Yeah. Dating NHL players. The Fergies landed them some uh, pro athletes of different sports, but mm-hmm. congratulations. You think that baby would be in that cup without The Bachelor? No way. That baby would have been in something normal, like um, a flower pot or a hollowed out <laughs> pumpkin. <laughs> a flower pot. They would have gotten Ann Gettys to take the photos. I really find pictures of babies in flower pots dressed as flowers to be really funny. And my yeah, friend doesn't. And I always send them to him. Oh, I find them to be hilarious as well. Game of Roses is sponsored by BetterHelp. Clues. Uh, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And if you keep them all bottled up, it can affect you negatively. Therapy is a great place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. You might be taking care of your physical body, but are you taking care of that beautiful mind, Clues? Yes. I have benefited from therapy greatly in the past. Uh, It has helped me get through stressful experiences, manage boundaries, learn coping skills. You know, the the whole premise of life is is kind of a, a, it's a lot to undertake and therapy can help with that. Well, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do to get started is fill out a brief questionnaire. Then you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists literally at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Game of Roses today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Game of Roses. Clues. Mm-hmm. I've been on a mission. I'm trying to find Ooh. the perfect T-shirt. Yeah. Um, because it's spring. I'm ready to get out there. I'm ready to peacock. Luckily, the perfect T-shirt does exist. And you can find it at Skims. From cropped silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, there's a style for everyone. You guys know how excited I was that Skims became one of our sponsors for this podcast. They have great basics and foundations. I got the boyfriend t-shirt in onyx. That's kind of a dark black color. And the cotton jersey long sleeve t-shirt in kyanite, which is kind of like a blue green. And they're both so comfortable. It's basically like you are wearing nothing. Great for free spirit types. Well, for all the free spirits out there right now, you can shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes XXS through 4X. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcasts in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Again, that's Skims. Clues. It is springtime. It is the off season. It is gore girl summer. The weather's getting warmer. Thank Dark Lord Palmer. And it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and cowls and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul, get those staple pieces. And I found quince. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces keeping me looking effortlessly chic year after year. I got the cotton modal scoop neck tee. It is so cute. It is literally the first thing I reach for in my dresser when all my clothes are washed. You know those special items. If you are not like Clues, who 
only wears one outfit. I'm Quince head to toe at this point. I'm a Quince boy. <gasps> I'm a source boy, Quince boy. Let's you got no go. idea. I'm wearing Quince t-shirts, Quince pants, Quince long sleeve t-shirts, Quince pants, Quince sweaters, Quince pants. I'm Quinced. <laughs> Just call me Quinced. King Quinces. Okay. They call me. I love Quince. Okay, Quince. Uh, get warm weather ready with Quince. Be a Quince king yourself or Quince queen. Go to Quince.com slash roses for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash roses to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash roses. It's really like uh, pets. It's like when you put pets in funny costumes. Babies are like, oh, yeah, they don't really have agency. They can't like refute this. No. If you want to put a baby in a funny costume and put it in a flower pot and take a picture, the baby can't stop you. It yeah, is funny. It has to. Anyway, <laughs> up next in Bachelor Nation news, the season 25 Bachelor Matt James and his ring winner, Rachel Kirkconnell, might be getting traded from the New York City influence to the L.A. icons. The two have called New York home in the years following the tumultuous conclusion of Bachelor season 25. But this week, James posted an IG story that seems to indicate they are moving west. The short video features himself and Kirkconnell on a tandem bike with the caption, in quotes, moving day in NYC wheels up to Los Angeles, California. Whether the move is official or not, the post seems to have quieted the rumors of an impending breakup, at least for the time being. Here's to hoping we see these two all-stars on the LA icons in the near future. Yes. Is Brown Bear Visuals moving too? I think he lives here. I think Brown Bear does live here already. Ugh, um, they're moving to be closer to their content creator. Possibly. Now, I do know uh, from looking at Matt James's Instagram, he is going to be running the San Francisco Marathon. So maybe this is just part of some kind of <laughs> extended stay on the West Coast thing, and they're not actually moving here. I don't know, but moving day in New York City hmm. seems like you don't use the word moving. He's just trying to stir the parasocial yeah. pot with that caption. Exactly. It could be. I don't know, but I hope that they they are moving here, and we welcome you. The LA icons welcome you. In a major move. That is a major move. We hope it's not yeah. just a mini move. And wrapping up Bachelor Nation news, we have two birthday shout-outs. BBTC himself and father of Becca Kufrin's incoming baby player, Thomas Jacobs, turned 31 on the 18th. And the one true goat, Caitlin Bristow, celebrated her 38th on the 19th. Happy birthday to these two superstars. May your next trip around our dying star be better than the last. Indeed. Happy birthday. Wait, that reminds me. I forgot to celebrate your birthday last week. Oh, yes, it was also my birthday. Happy oh, God. Birthday <laughs> I totally forgot about this. <laughs> Thank you. Happy birthday <laughs> to you. Thank you. Happy birthday, dear Bachelor Cruz. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, I had a great birthday, and that was just a a perfect way to top it off. You want to know what I did? Diablo 4? No. Uh, I went to a place called Olive Garden. 
I haven't been there in a no. l- yeah. Haven't been there in a very long time. Many years, but it used to be my Mecca. favorite restaurant. There's just something about it. Something about it that I love. It's it reminds me of home, basically. It reminds me of the suburbs of Dallas where I grew up. It does look like your house. Well, I mean, it, it literally looks like the home I live in, but uh it reminds me of childhood. It reminds not childhood necessarily, but like high school. I remember in high school all the dates that I took my girlfriend on were to like chain restaurants and Olive Garden was uh, prime among them. And uh, uh-huh. there's just something like good about it. I love like prefab shit, strip malls, malls, chain restaurants. That's what I grew up going to. And so I still like going there. But I will say this, the one I went Classic to source boy, I am, I am a fucking source boy to the core. No doubt about it. You grew up in the source. You can't help it. Um, I'll say this about this Olive Garden I went to, though. Culver City, have you been to this one? I've literally only been to the Olive Garden one time with you and the Bad Judge writer's room on your birthday. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I do every birthday, apparently. The the Culver City Olive Garden, uh-huh. it ain't that good. No no, sh- oh, no offense. Um, it It's new. Like, I think they've built this within the last couple of years, maybe. And they just took clearly took over a bank and turned it into an Olive Garden. And so it's not like there's no Olive Garden ambiance, you know? You don't uh. get the the weird green and yellow coloring and shit. It just didn't have the fucking atmosphere of an Olive Garden. And I didn't quite realize it. Like, that's really what makes an Olive Garden because it ain't the food. The food's like whatever, you know? What about the chicken parm? Wasn't I don't eat chicken. You used to order? Yeah, that used to be what I got all the time, but I don't eat meat anymore. I've been vegan for fucking five oh, years almost. I thought maybe you went off of it for Olive Garden or something like you're on your birthday. No. I don't think I can ever eat meat again. It The idea of it is so repulsive mm-hmm. to me. I don't think I could ever do it, even on my birthday. I had salad and breadsticks. Pretty good. Well, anyway, that was my birthday rundown. <laughs> <laughs> Culver City Olive Garden. I can't wait for the next... The next review, <laughs> different Olive Garden. I'm going to go back to the Burbank Olive Garden, I think. That's a better Olive Garden. Um, anyway, let's now move on to that portion of our program where we talk about all those plays our favorite players are making off the field on their telephones. This is... The Parasocial Play, 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 Play of the Week. Our first play is Certified Wholesome in an Instagram Reel. Sabbatical player and the sixth bachelorette crowned Ali Fedotowski Mano made a hilarious discovery when her son asked their family AI, Alexa, to show him a picture of mommy. Instead of a picture of the former crown and his father, a picture of Ali and her ring winner, Roberto, popped up. (laughs) <laughs> Allie's husband, Kevin, then jokingly unplugs the Alexa. The caption reads, Mommy, that's not daddy. Guess it's time to explain. <laughs> Crying, laughing emoji, hashtag the bachelorette. This reel has 21K likes, 824,000 views. How old is their son? I want to say five to 12. God, this is something that I think about fucking at least once a day. And this isn't even my screen, by the way. This is not my screen. Uh But this is something I think about once a day. The children of people who are in our beloved game or any of these games, eventually they have to be sat down and told, 
mommy and daddy or mommy or daddy or whoever was on this fucking show. Do you want to watch it? And then you got to watch your mom or dad potentially going into fantasy suites with people that are not your mom or dad. That's going to happen to this kid eventually. <laughs> Isn't that fucking crazy? I mean, if it were your parent, wouldn't you just not watch it? Are you fucking kidding me? Hell no. As soon as I'm able to understand. I mean, as soon as you learn the information. I think the kid is four <laughs> out of the age range, I guess. I would say when it, when a kid is probably like eight to ten is where they're like, I need to see this shit. You wouldn't want to watch your fucking parents in a reality show? Uh, I don't think I would want to watch them fuck. Yeah, that, I, I don't think so either. I'm just saying that's a part of it. Like, that kid doesn't know what a fucking fantasy suite is. The, and I'm sure Ali Fedotowski not yeah. going to explain every game mechanic. She's just going to be like, well, I was on this reality show. But you have to do it before some kid explains it at school. Possibly. I mean, I guess right. you maybe you have the foresight to think that far down the road. But in my head, it plays out like the kid's like, oh, what's this picture I found of you? Well, mommy was on a reality show. Uh, where I was trying to find a husband. It didn't work out, but eventually I met your dad and everything's great now. And then the kid's like, can I watch the show? And eventually they're either going to say no or say yes, whatever. But eventually that kid's going to be able to figure out how to get the show and watch it themselves. And I don't know if Ali Fedotowski is going to explain to the kid prior to the fantasy suites. Also, there's a thing called fantasy suites where I had to make a decision if I wanted to spend a night without cameras and what that means and shit. You know what I mean? All these fucking players have to at some point, right. deal with their kid finding this shit out, seeing it on TV, with or without their permission, with or without their explanation. Yeah, maybe the Alexa just tells them. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that is a funny thing to think about. And I'm like, I learned about you know, certain sexual acts from the Clinton Monica Lewinsky scandal, I remember. Oh, and wow. it's like, are they going to learn about it because of this? Maybe. Yeah. That was a cute, cute parasocial play. Well, congratulations to Allie and her family. Um, next up, in her ongoing Hear Me Out Instagram miniseries, Abigail Herringer shared what it's like to go to a concert as a deaf person and whether or not she's able to enjoy it as she performs her classic Get Ready With Me. This is GRWM, a common TikTok uh, shortcut, which I thought meant hashtag grown woman for too long. <laughs> <laughs> She explains that she still enjoys concerts, but wishes there were closed captions somewhere to be able to follow along to the songs and artists speaking, and that she enjoys the beats of EDM concerts more for this reason. The reel has 16.4K likes and 320K views. We continue to be impressed with Herringer using her influence, influencer platform in this unique way, and we hope that people in the event planning space take notes on her ideas to make concerts more inclusive. Chicago Clouder, Andrew Spencer, and Nashville Slider, Greg Grippo, take Chicago in their latest extraordinary parasocial offering. In a TikTok on Grippo's profile, they created a short of their mini-move to the heartland in the style of a Wes Anderson film. The caption reads, a weekend well spent as the prolific dynamic duo pose behind trains and slowly turn their heads in front of other vibey vistas. The TikTok garnered 35K likes and 353K views, and the reel has 47.5K likes and 518K views. Will Gripenser slash Spensippo become the first players to win an Oscar for directing? Time will tell. Probably not. I love Grapenser, though. That's really, I think okay, that's we'll what it is. Okay, we'll go with that. Grapenser. Sweaters, 
candles, the dreaded bathrobe. Unfortunately, Mother's Day gifts can be a little predictable and boring. That's why an Aura frame is the perfect gift to mix things up this year. It was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter. Aura frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. My mom loves hers. I'm throwing pictures of Skabooli and our cat up there. She's laughing. She's texting me. He's so cute. I wish I could meet him. It's the next best thing to, to meeting my cat, really. You know, I love that it was so easy to set it up. I've recently learned I'm not good at uh, building things and I need an easy install. And oh. this only takes about two minutes to set up the frame using the Aura app. Aura frames are Wi-Fi connected, come with unlimited storage so you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to your mom's frame. She'll be grateful it's not another sweater and she'll love the frame to see more of you. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A, frames.com. Use code ROSES at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in... um three body problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums as there is no need for water preservatives or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based anti-wrinkle. It's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven day program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by get this 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact, Mm. they have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back. No questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven day routine, tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber Skincare. If you are a wine lover like myself and you got to have it for your bachelor viewing parties, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the personalized, the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, you get to try new wines, and I'm guaranteed to enjoy them because they got to know my unique preferences. I answered a few questions on their website, this quiz about the flavors you like, how often you drink wine, Monday nights, if you prefer red, white, or rosé. And based on these, it gives you this amazing selection of wines tailored just for you. And when you rate those wines, it gets even more tailored, a la, you know, uh, Netflix, just play into the algorithm. My algorithm got me both rosé and white wine, Mm. my favorites, and they were so delicious, and I've gotten to enjoy them with many of my my friends. 
Look, being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has perks. As a member, you get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. So if you want a wine pairing advice or you want to talk about the wines in your box, you can always talk to one of their experts. Plus, you get member-exclusive pricing What's in the box? on every order. <laughs> Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F.com slash roses. Tryfirstleaf.com slash roses. Yeah, that's like uh, one of the reindeers in, in Santa's gang of reindeers all of these were strong plays but of course we know there can be only one winner this week our parasocial play of the week goes to joe 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 and a row bro 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 while promoting their new show the big d joe 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 and a row bro uh jordan rogers did an ig live and accidentally invited the wrong user onto the stream who proceeded to show everyone his PP. <laughs> what? I didn't see this. You didn't see this? Oh my Click God. It. It's us. Jojo, Jojo. And they wrote, bro, we're good sports about it and posted a funny gif of their face play out the censored moment to their Instagram with the caption When you click on the wrong person to join your IG live, Surprise face emoji, laughing, crying emoji. What just happened? Question mark, exclamation, question, exclamation, question. Uh, crying, la- laughing, crying emoji times three, end quote. The voluntary nudity post has 27.3K likes and 925K views. Whether capitalizing on a chat roulette style mix up or a genius elaborate marketing tool, we love this PP play. I haven't seen this PP play. I got to look at this immediately. Click on, click on the link. I'm going to look at it's, it right now. It's, it's two seconds. Here we go. Real time reaction. Sorry, this page isn't available. Am I blocked? <laughs> okay, look at it from a different account. God damn it. I'm blocked. <laughs> oh my fucking God. That guy fucking went for it. That guy, this is not just a man showing his PPPPP. This is a full naked crotch, like as close as you can get to the camera. Some hip thrusting. Damn. That's intense. <laughs> Uh, anyway, all these were good plays. <laughs> Thank you for bearing with me while I viewed that play. We now move on to some plays some non-humans are making. Bunch of good plays this week. We're not sure what kind of report card Caitlin Bristow was talking about, but apparently both Pino and Ramen got one, and they're healthy and goofy. We saw Serene Russell slow dancing with her chunky cat, Leonardo DiCaprio. We saw Jason Tardick celebrating four years of Pino and Ramen. These are all great plays, but a, a very interesting one took the cake this week. And I highly encourage everyone to go look at it. I believe it's on YouTube at this point. Uh, but it started out as an Instagram story. The Creature of the Week Award goes to a moth and the player who caught it in a clear plastic cup, Alessi Lyondike. The moth is, how do you say, gigantic. This is our YouTube channel. Yeah. <laughs> it's an Instagram story. It's not available publicly. Exactly. Um, this moth is like something out of a fucking Godzilla movie. She has captured it in this plastic cup, and the moth receives an audio commentary from Alessi's dad, Ari, calling it, in quotes, wild, to let us know this is not a domesticated moth. Alessi Leondike has captured a bird-sized moth in this cup, and it is something to behold. Congrats to Alessi and this moth. 
We hope uh, they did return it to the wild. It's gigantic. I don't think I've ever seen a moth this big. That is the largest moth I've ever seen. I didn't know they could be like a bird. Out in Lion Dyke country, the moths get big. It's all yeah. that space to grow. Unless he's just a good hunter. Uh, question. I saw yeah. something recently that was Lauren Leyendike responding to a question saying, did the call her daddy girl ever apologize for shitting on Alessi? Have what? you ever seen anything about this? I'm like, no. when did this happen? I don't know. And what was the shitting on? I don't know. I, I, I'm very confused. I will have to do some digging on this one. I just can't imagine yeah. anybody shitting on a child, but... I also just feel like that would be a good rivalry to further get engaged in. The Alessi Lion Dyke call her daddy. Versus oh. <laughs> Alex Cooper. Alessi is seeking yeah. rivalries, seeking beefs with other podcasters. I mean, that's a good beef. I agree. $60 million deal. But that rounds out all of our parasocial play. Now it's time for us to uh, delve deep into the bottom of the pit and issue forth our screams about how our fandom of our beloved game has drastically affected our lives. This is Screams from the Pit. So I hinted at my scream, or maybe I fully explained it, I can't remember, on our live last week, but uh, my scream is strike-related. The WGA strike is ongoing. And... Hopefully, all the demands will be met by this union. Yep. But I went to my sure. first... Shut up. It's after 2023. Yeah. <laughs> and I went to the strike. Uh, I'm not in the WGA yet, but I could be very shortly. Who knows? Yeah. And I went and I was marching and I was chatting with people and I met this woman who... I had assumed to be about my age and in the WGA, but she was not. She was just graduating from college from the H-bomb, heard of it, Harvard. And she was talking about how she wasn't really sure what she was going to do with her career yet and maybe wanted to get into entertainment and was just with her friend. And I was like, well, first of all, this is why you go to Harvard. She already knows where she should be networking if this is the career path she wants to be doing. Mm-hmm. Very impressive. And also, I, <laughs> I, I don't think I have done this recently, but I tried to convince her to go on The Bachelor. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I was like, if you want to go on, like, come and talk to us. She's probably still below the the ideal age for for a candidate but i think she would be great and i feel like if you want to be it in a writer's room it's kind of a good like they want they want like you to have some story some hook and having gone on the bachelor is an amazing hook in my opinion to be a tv writer i agree especially having gone on the bachelor as like a piece of performance art having like if you can sit down if you're interviewing with Mm -hmm. a showrunner to be as part of a writer's room and your first thing out of your mouth is oh yeah last year i i went on the bachelor as just kind of like a piece of performance art and i tried to script my own character through the season (laughs) you're hired you're hired don't care what the show is you're part of this writer's staff i just 
I don't know what her situation was. She was not convinced by my um, argument. Uh, I hope maybe she'll hear this somehow and take a second, take a second look at this possible career path. But um, it, and I guess it it reminded me of it when we saw there was a a Harvard person and that, mm. and that seemed to be a big part of their branding. Who's in charity's uh, player pool? Yeah, but. Yeah, I don't know what's happened to me, but now I am trying to recruit out in the wild again. Fantastic. <laughs> I think that's beautiful, and um, I hope she comes through. I don't know. Check your DMs. Maybe yeah. she'll be in there soon. Yeah, I should. I guess I'll dive in there. Uh, my scream this week uh, has to do with, how do you say, self-control. Restraint, Uh-oh. some people call it. <laughs> I practice a level of it this week that I didn't think myself capable of, <laughs> you see. After I finished not saying anything at this little uh, event, at this happening, I became convinced that I could do anything. And so I'm going to tell you now what the happening was. Imagine this. Do you know Gracias Madre? Do you know that restaurant? Yes. One of my favorite restaurants in Los Angeles. Vegan? Mexican vegan. Yeah. One of my favorite restaurants. I I eat there a lot. As it happened this week, I was eating there. And it's an interesting place. There's always interesting people at all the different tables. And as you do in any restaurant, you look around and you try and figure out. I like that you're announcing new assassination coordinates for yourself. (laughs) No, please don't assassinate (laughs) me. Or if you do, at least wait until after I've had the the, uh, flan. So I'm there and... I'm looking around and I'm like, that seems like a work thing. This is clearly a family. Maybe that's a birthday. Mm -hmm. Sitting right next to me is 100% a first date. 100%. I mean, all the earmarks. They're both dressed a little nicer than they probably do normally. They're talking about what do you like to do on the week? How do you know that? (laughs) You can tell. You can tell when a person like puts it on a little. You know what I mean? Okay. They're just like dressed a little sharp. A little sharper than but they you should know have been. that they don't dress. <laughs> yes, you can fucking tell. You can tell. You can see it. You can see it in the face. They have a sloppy face, but nice clothes. Yeah, sloppy face, nice clothes. So these two sloppy face, nice clothes were sitting there. No, I don't know. It just felt like that. All right, to me. Anyway, but even then, uh, maybe maybe it was it was something that I was just using to justify the conversation. The conversation was very clear. It was you know very like. I feel like the tables are too close together there. Yeah. I mean, these people are sitting like one foot from me and they're talking about, you know, what shows do you like? What are you watching right now? What do you like to do on the weekends? That type of shit. Very getting to know you early first day type shit. They get to the fucking shows. What shows are you watching? And this is a the date is a guy and a girl. The girl says the ultimatum. Queer love. Mm. And my ears are like, yes, I perk up and I just am now listening to that conversation only. Um, <laughs> what proceeds to happen is the guy says, Oh no, I don't, I don't know. What is that? And I felt akin to this woman because she couldn't help herself. Oh my God. It's this show where they took these five couples and they split them up and then they make them date each other. And I'm like, okay, good. That's, that's where you stop. And then you see what he says. She doesn't stop. She proceeds yeah. to, by name, say who each of the couples are in the original couples, and then go through <gasps> the math of who they connect with, the outcomes, 
what they're saying in the conversations, Whoa. the fingering gate or whatever we wound Finger up calling gate? that. She covered yes. fingering gate. Covered it all. She did the whole season. I'm not shitting you. This woman went on for about 12 minutes solid without a fucking breath. And this guy's eyes were rolled back in his fucking head. His head was fucking laying on the table at one point, it seemed like. He just didn't give a fuck. I mean, can you imagine? That sloppy head, touch table. Yeah. He, he even at one point said, like, I'm not really that into reality TV. Um, and she just steamrolled Gross. him with it. Misogyny. <laughs> sure. Um, I was astounded by her. I wanted to enter the conversation. I wanted to to give yeah. her the sounding board to be like, I saw it too. You're describing it beautifully. This is perfectly done. I wanted to be able mm-hmm. to say that, and I fucking could not. I knew doing that would be absolutely bizarre. Whatever's going to happen as a result of this first date has to have nothing to do with me. I knew that. Yeah. Okay, I'm proud of you. I adhered to it. I fucking adhered to it. I did not butt into their conversation. Not on a chance when he went to the bathroom? He never did. He never did. I was waiting. He never did. Had he gone to the bathroom, I probably would have been sitting in his chair when he came back. <laughs> so anyway, oh, no, we were just talking about uh, ultimatum. Couldn't help myself. Sorry. <laughs> you know, but uh, it is like it's a language unto its own. Like when I meet people who are into Bravo or any reality dating stuff in the wild, I automatically feel like they're my friends. Same. It's just like sports. It's, I mean, it is a sport, but it's the same thing. When you fucking meet somebody who likes your favorite baseball team or football team or whatever and knows all the stats of all the players and who's doing what, you can just have this conversation that if if somebody doesn't like that sport or know about it, is it sounds like you're speaking fucking gibberish. And it's the same thing with Bachelor or Ultimatum or any of these games. And I was just, it was, it took every fucking ounce of self-control not to just jump in and like, try to help her explain it in a yeah. way that this guy might get it, you know? Uh, but I let it, I let it happen. Thank you. I'm proud of you. It also reminds me of an old scream that I have from college that I will use next week. Ooh, classic scream. That's a good one. Collegiate yeah. scream. I might've already fucking said it on the podcast. I it's possible. We will find out next week, but we have one more scream. This scream is a scream that comes to us from Tatum Blinn. And if you want to submit your scream, just like Tatum has done, and possibly have it played right here on Twibbon, you just go to patreon.com slash Game of Roses. Join us on the bottom of the pit. You're going to get access to our Discord. And in that Discord is a channel for you to submit a one-minute or under audio file of your scream. Here we go. We're going to play this one from Tatum Blinn right now. Hello, Pitt. A few weeks ago, it was my grandma's birthday. As a whole family, we took her out to a nice dinner in Malibu. While walking into the restaurant, out walked David Spade. We were all fangirling and gushing over how much we loved his comedy, but I interjected and said he was so much more than a comedian. He hosted Bachelor in Paradise. My family didn't know that he did that, and I explained to them how that season had multiple celebrity hosts after Chris Harrison got fired. I saw this as a perfect opportunity to hijack my grandma's dinner party and drag my entire family into the pit. We talked about his dark lordship and debated whether David Spade would be considered a dark lord. If so, is little John considered a dark lord? Is Lance Bass a dark lord? I need to know your thoughts. Praise be dark lord Spade, I guess. Love this scream. Beautiful scream. Love the use of the word hijacking, which is often what clues the screams begin with. 
through hijacking some event. And to hijack a grandma's birthday is, that's next level. And also to use David Spade's celebrity as an entry point to the, not only the hijacking, but the dragging directly into a pit. David Spade, of course, uh, was on Saturday Night Live for many years, has starred in (laughs) several movies, was the star of many uh, network TV sitcoms that ran for five to seven seasons apiece. He has done a massive amount of legitimate acting, comedic acting work in Hollywood Uh for the past three decades. He hosted uh, one episode of Bachelor Paradise season seven. <laughs> and that's that's the fucking way you drag people to the uh-huh. Look, by any means necessary. I, I, I applaud you for, for using that. To answer the question, is David Spade a Dark Lord? Is Lil John a Dark Lord? I don't think so. In my mind, no. You have to be the official contracted host. You have to preside over a rose ceremony in the main game, in my opinion, to be a Dark Lord. These are are more like um, Dark Lord's helpers. Like Taisha and Caitlin, even. Would you consider them Dark Lords? Absolutely not. Hmm. They were never the hosts. They did some Dark Lording, though. They were special guests or something. Yeah. Yeah. They Like when they were digging through people's suitcases and shit and found Ryan Fox's folders, that was Dark Lordish. Yeah. But I wouldn't call them Dark Lords. Yeah. I think you have to be, you have to be anointed with the power. Yes. The official power. Thank you so much for this scream. Beautiful. It's gorgeous. Congrats on seeing a semi-dark lord in person, David mm-hmm. Spade. Yeah, he was indeed. He was Joe Dirt also, but I'll always remember him for <laughs> joking about hosting the show and asking where his check was. Once again, if you want to submit your own scream, just go to patreon.com slash Game Roses, get in that Discord, and fire it off. We'll play them here and analyze them as we just have. Thank you again, Tatum. And thanks, everybody, for joining us. Remember, next Monday, we're going to have a Digging Deeper out during the day. Then at nighttime, we get to watch night one of Bachelorette season 20. Charity Lawson takes the throne with 25 rookie hopefuls vying for her heart or at least 50,000 K on Instagram. I can't fucking wait for it. And also remember, if you're on our Patreon and you're trying to tune into that live show, it's going to start an hour later to match the new start time of this season of Bachelorette. So we hope you'll join us at 530 Pacific Standard Time on our Patreon. And before we go, as always, what is that dwell bat? It's been 7,760 days without an Asian bachelor. Praise be Dark Lord Palmer. Please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then 